Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Suzanne Christensen, who during her near-death experience felt connected to everything, and today we're going to learn about it. Suzanne, thank you for joining me on the podcast, and welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All right, Suzanne, if you don't mind, let's start on the day that your NDE happened and go from there. All right. So, yeah, as I was saying earlier, it might be a trigger warning for some people, um, but I had gotten into an argument with an ex of mine. I was 18 years old at the time. And he ended up he ended up choking me on his bed downstairs. And within seconds I felt like I had literally popped out of my body and I instantly felt connected to like literally everything that's out there. Like just everything and just a sense of like bliss and peace and as soon well in the colors too like it was it was colors like I've never seen them before it was light and dark and it was all the colors and more like all like flashing all at once and I like I've never known peace in my entire life like I did that day and as soon as I thought wow this is so much better than being with him, I literally just felt myself be pulled, like, at the core of me, like, like, my stomach is where it felt like. I didn't feel like I had any skin while I was over there, but I felt like being pulled, like, in the middle of my stomach, and I remember just feeling like I was on a roller coaster, and it was just kind of purple and black, and I felt myself just come through like the top of my body, like with a bang and it didn't hurt, but it just, all of a sudden I was back in my body and I was on the ground and I just remember getting up and gasping and my ex just like looked at me like he was seeing a ghost and he ended up bawling and just hugging me. And I just, I was in shock for that day afterward it was just kind of crazy but I've had a lot of other things happen since then um and about six to nine months after that I had had a really bad car accident and I was going 65 miles an hour in the left lane and I saw all the cars in front of me merging to the right like they're all getting out of the way of something. And as soon as they all clear out, I can see there's a pile up of cars ahead of me. Well, and I live in Minnesota and this was the winter time and it was like snowing and sleeting and slushy out. 
and I just wanted to go hang out with my friends. <laughs> and um, my parents, like beforehand, were just so adamant about me not leaving. And I'm like, well, I'm 18. I'm going to do whatever it is that I want to do. You can't stop me. And yeah, well, anyway, 65 miles an hour, and I can't merge over with the rest of the cars. Like, I'm trying to brake, trying to do my emergency brake. I'm trying to pump the brakes. I'm trying to do something to slow down. I can't even, I'm turning my wheel and my wheels aren't doing anything. And I rear-ended into the end <laughs> of the pileup of cars. And then I did like a 180 and I T-boned the guy that he was T-boned to. And as soon as like that impact, that first impact happened, I literally had felt like someone was hugging me. Like I just felt like held up. And I literally felt like I was floating through the whole experience. And I know a lot of people, you know, like they say, well, you're in shock and time slows down. Like it was on another level, like time. I've never experienced time like that ever, ever in my life um, until then. But as soon as I got done smashing into the cars, um, I was just kind of like gripping my wheel and I kind of came to or feeling like normal again, I guess, when the guy I had originally uh, rear-ended came up to my car and asked me, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And <laughs> he was like, well, get out of the car. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good idea, and got out, and my car was totaled, but I had no mark on me, and my airbag did not deploy, and I just don't, I don't have any to, anything to explain that away. I've seen videos of cars smashing even at 45 miles an hour, or 50, anything below what I did, and you are left with marks and bruises, and it's just not pretty. So, um, I just feel like I've always had like a foot in the door ever since I was a little kid, but these two experiences really, I feel catapulted my own spirituality and the way I understand life as it is now with all these realms that I feel like we're attached to all at the same time. And they're just a thought away. Suzanne, thank you for sharing your experiences with us. Yeah, um, thank you. Who do you think was the being that was holding you during your NDE? Honestly, I'm going to say it's my mom's best friend who had passed away. It was maybe two, two and a half weeks after she had passed away. And she was the first person that I thought of. Like, while I was in the car accident itself, I've just was just so shocked by that floating feeling. And once I got my first few breaths and got out of the car, I just could not stop thinking about her. And she was, yeah, she was like a second mom to me. And I know she's came to me in a few other ways as well. But, yeah, I've never thought it was anybody but her. Has she come to you in dreams? Not dreams, but... Let me see. So, like, there's, I have a story, but there's a little bit of a background to it just for it to kind of hit home. 
Um, she was really into playing words with friends at the time. And she, I mean, she played to the max of 20 people and she ended up beating somebody. So she had to slot for another person. And I was, I had told her, well, I want to play with you. And so we get on there. We're, we're just playing words with friends and anything and, and everything. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, she's just whooping my butt. <laughs> and um, let me see. So I don't know. That's I guess the words with friends is best is besides the point. Uh, but anyway, so it was like I was playing with I was playing words with friends with her one night, and she was up at like six a.m. the next day. And for some reason, at this time in my life. For the past few nights, I could not fall asleep until like eight or nine in the morning. And there was no reason for it. Like I completely stopped drinking coffee. I wasn't drinking. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was 18, almost 19 at the time. And yeah, she, um, I don't know. I just couldn't sleep. And it was the weirdest thing. And it was driving me crazy. Well, two days after she had passed away. She, it was like 3.43 in the morning, and I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching Bewitched. I'm like three quarters of the way through with the movie. And I look at the clock, and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's almost four o'clock. Like, I wish I could just go to sleep. And I'm laying on my side, like, with my arm, like, propping my head up. And all of a sudden, it felt like somebody just pushed my chest in and just kind of pushed me over. And all of a sudden, my eyes were shut, and I cannot move my body. And but I'm very cautious or conscious of like what's going on. And I just felt like I was getting the biggest hug from my mom's friend who had passed away. And it was just cool because I had talked to her about it just days prior. She just thought it was weird. I was up when she woke up, and um. So yeah, and at the time, my dad was really worried about uh, the electricity bill. And I was like, I gotta shut the TV off. And all of a sudden, I could move my right arm and pick up the remote and turn it off. And I just said, thank you. And I knocked out instantly. And when I woke up the next morning, I kid you not, that was the best night of sleep I've ever had in my entire life. That It was so awesome. So and she's come to other people and her family, you know, shortly after she died. And I'm sure there's been times now, but it just never felt that hug just made me feel like she's never going to be gone. During either one of your experiences, did you see your body? So the first one I did. So after I was coming down, like, or it felt like I was coming back down. Um, I, I saw the ceiling open and we were in the basement of my house and I didn't see the room that's above that, which is the dining room, but I saw where my ex was and I saw where my body was laying on the ground and I just went straight to my body and like went, I just felt like I came through my head. <laughs> so, but that's, that's the only time I ever saw myself was when I was coming back. It was very quick, and I didn't necessarily talk to anybody on the other side, but I know I was there. So, and I can't 
I can't prove it to anybody, but the look of shock on his face when I came back kind of said it all. <laughs> How have you changed since your experiences? I've started meditating a lot more, especially in more recent years. Um, and I, I originally started watching a lot of like near-death experiences on YouTube, and I ended up I never really thought that I had a near-death experience per se. Like I knew my experience was something else, but I didn't know what to call it. And yeah, so once I came back down, I just, I'd kind of heard, oh yeah, I died. And oh, it'd be cool if I could find somebody that had something like me. Well, I found like two different videos of somebody who had like pretty much verbatim the same experience that I did. And you know, they didn't talk to a lot of people on the other side or anybody, but it was very quick, but it was just very profound for them. And it's just always instilled this curiosity in me about like, what else is there? And um, I've also gotten into spiritual healing. Um, I started with myself. It's kind of like Reiki, but I call it, or it's called the like reconnection energy healing. And Eric Pearl kind of coined the term, but Dolores uh, Dolores Cannon, she's kind of talked about it as well, the quantum healing. And um, yeah, that in and of itself, I was, (laughs) I was watching, I was watching all those near-death experiences and this video of um, Everyday Masters is the channel and it's Case Parks. And he teaches people how to feel these frequencies. And I just tried it out one day and I was alone in my car and I am just, well, I'll either feel something or I'll just kind of feel silly that I tried this. And I literally, it felt like euphoric in my hands as I was trying to connect to these frequencies. And that really jump started where I'm at now. So, and I've done, I've done healings for people either in my house or at theirs and I haven't done it for money yet, but it's, it's been beautiful every time the experiences people can have because we both put forth just the time and attention uh, really opens up a lot of doors for people, myself included. Since your experiences, have you noticed that you have any new abilities that you haven't had before? I, so like I have seen spirit since I was little, but it's not like all the time. It's not like I see a bunch of dead people walking around like the sixth sense necessarily. Um, But I've seen orbs and apparitions and I have had a few like visionary dreams But after my near-death experiences, I feel like it just opened up the door to to more experiences. Like, cause now it's it's almost every day where something's happening, or you know, maybe I see like an orb flying around someone, or I just get like a very empathetic like feeling about what's about to happen, and it's true. And life. I'm not saying it's predictable, but I'm I'm saying like it's just everything feels like it makes more sense 
the more I've delved in, delved into like meditations and getting my own spiritual healings. And it, I just feel disconnected more and more as time goes on. You mentioned that it started when you were a little kid. Is it possible you had some type of NDE or some kind of event that started it? I'm not, I'm not sure about anything about when I was younger. I know when I was born, I was over two weeks overdue and I had lost weight and I was also born with pneumonia and they didn't feed me for like three days, but I never had any like traumatic life-changing experiences like a little kid. I don't think. Okay. But I remember laying in my bed with uh, with the gate on the side, so I wouldn't spill out of it. And um, I had a toy that I put away on my shelf in my closet. And it, right after my parents tucked me into bed, it flew off of the of the shelf, like it was in the middle of my floor. Even if it had fallen, like, there's no way it would have pushed, it would have been pushed so close to me. And, um, that's like the first thing I can ever remember happening, like, paranormal wise. Do you think you caused it to come down or another entity did? I feel like another entity did. Just because, like, I remember putting my toys away that day, which is just very strange, but I remember that day so vividly. And I'm like four years old or something at this point. But I put that specific toy touching the wall of the back of the closet. And I had level shelves, like nothing else fell down. We didn't even have cats at that time. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was there the whole time. And it was like a few minutes after my parents had laid me down to bed. Hmm that it just flew off. Has the memory of your NDEs faded? No. Honestly, I I really feel like not only my NDEs, but other experiences that I have when I come back to them, like they are so crystal clear. You know, I'm 29 now. My near-death experience happened when I was 18. And... I remember every moment, like without a doubt, like it's just, it's ingrained. Do you fear death at all? No, I don't know. I definitely, I definitely did <laughs> before I died. Um, and I, I dealt with some PTSD from that for like three years afterward. Really? Um, I, I had EMDR therapy afterward though. And that, that made me feel like me again, but I, like I could feel Lara, like I can take a breath of fresh air and yeah, I don't, like I'm not trying to rush my death ever. Like, but I'm just, I'm not afraid for what it happens. So it's, it's a cool place to be. What do you think inspires you about your NDE? There, ever since it's happened, at first I didn't tell a whole lot of people, but man, has as time has gone on, like, I just feel like it's so important to get it out there. 
And I feel like it's so important to share with others that these things happen to just everyday people. Um, had I not listened to other people sharing their own stories, I would have never been able to put together the pieces of my own. Um, just to give it a name, you know, um, being able to verbalize the things that have happened and that continue to happen. I just, the more that we share and the more that we get this stuff out there, I feel like more people are willing to come out with their own stories. I feel like this is my truth and I feel like it's a lot of other people's as well all over the, all over the globe. So yeah, anyone who wants to hear, mm -hmm. <laughs> they can hear it. Have you told your friends and family about your experiences? And if so, how did they react? I've told some. Some people, like, you know, I'm sure for, like, my immediate family, that was not fun to hear. It wasn't fun to share with them necessarily that that happened. Yeah. But, you know, with every person that I tell, like, I could say that's the worst day of my life. But that was the best day of my life. Like, being over on the other side in heaven, that is something I get to carry with me every single day. And I get to just so vividly think about what it was like to be there. And I love that. That's my happy place. Like, that's just a thought that puts me at ease as strange as it may sound. I don't really focus on how I got there at this point in time, you know. Um, but I've I've shared with a lot of my close friends, like all of them, my boyfriend. Um, yeah, even one of my cats, Homie, he, uh, he definitely sees stuff too. And it's been really cool to be living with him and my boyfriend and our other cat too, but he doesn't seem entertained by much necessarily. But me and homie have seen orbs together, just mm. floating <laughs> in the room. And me and him, our heads are doing the same exact thing looking at it. And it's so cool to see like my boyfriend watch us watching the same thing, even though he might not be able to see it sometimes, but he's seen his own things too. Um, so I feel like I have a lot of support you know like it, it felt like I kind of came out in a sense <laughs> with all these things but at some point I just had to spill it out and a lot of other people kind of have their own experiences and I have a couple friends that maybe don't really experience things like that but then they do like they don't know what to call it though out of the things that continue to happen to you since then what is the most profound thing that's happened to you? So I would say like any time I've ever gotten a healing, an energy healing, um, the first time I would say for sure, the person that was performing the Reiki on me, I had my eyes closed and all of a sudden I saw green, yellow, and purple like mist within my mind's eye. But then I also saw my friend who was doing it. And then I saw a spirit like behind them that was all white. And I could make out their arms and their head and their, their legs. My friend looked darker in color, but I, I knew it was them. 
And then, yeah, there was this entity behind them. And I just had the full sense that they were helping my friend heal me. And I saw a picture later on. And if I ever find it, I will share it with you. But it's been years since I've seen it. But I saw like that is kind of how Reiki or energy healing works is that we're just a vessel for other, you know, entities or Jesus or spirit guides or aliens, whoever, you know, there's so many different beings and entities out there. It'd be impossible to name them all, but yeah doing those healings for other people as well have really just been so profound experiencing something at the same time as another person you can't call that crazy <laughs> you know where are you currently religiously or spiritually i grew up catholic i went to catholic school until i was in eighth grade and i saw spirits while i was in church and they never had they, they never talked about that in class. Um, I don't know. Like, I think Buddha has a lot of really wonderful teachings. Um, but I just generally say that I'm just very spiritual because I don't really know. It's so many things. I don't know what name to put on it, I guess. Maybe, I don't know if agnostic would be the right term like where you pull from different things maybe you disbelieve in god or, or since you've been on the other side maybe a source energy yeah like i believe that there's creator god you know and jesus and you know i believe in the angels and the saints but i've also experienced other things like i've seen like native american spirits and i've seen like Indian totem poles and I've seen like Chinese dragons and <laughs> and then I've seen like fairy spirits and I've seen humanoid looking spirits I've seen aliens I've seen UFOs um I'm just open is I guess how I could say I'm just very open how do you usually see these different spirits? There's a lot of times where I, like, especially when I'm doing a healing on people, but even just during meditation, I will see or hear or feel, uh, very rarely taste. Um, but a lot of times I get like a vision in my, in my mind's eye and it's, it's like a movie clip. Like it's so clear and crisp. Like, it's like a stamp or a sticker almost, like just popping out. Um, but then there's times where like I see things like, you know, with my cat, we're just in the room and all of a sudden there's an orb zipping by and we're both looking at it. I've seen apparitions of like full body spirits. Like when I was in church, um, when I was a lot younger during school, uh, I was sitting like on the opposite side of the altar and there's a door like going outside and all of a sudden I saw like what looked like an all gray but like fully detailed um Franciscan monk and he was in a monk garb and he had a rosary bead belt and this guy is just floating above the door and it he 
as soon as the door entrance was over with, like, he just disappeared just as fast as he came. But it, it comes in all different things. Like, I've even seen images in, like, tree branches driving by, like, a, like an eye, like, looking, like, just driving by a bunch of trees, like, going up north. And there's just a vision of, it just looked like an eye was perfectly shaped out of this, these branches. It was very bizarre, um, you know, and then when you drive past that, like, you don't see that again, you know. Um, you know, I feel like animals send messages or butterflies. Just when you're thinking about stuff and it's just, the timing is so perfect. It appears that you had some abilities before your NDE, like seeing spirits and stuff. Do you think that your NDE increased that ability? Yes. Yes. I think I hindered a lot of maybe what I could have seen, but I was so, you know, growing up, I was just afraid in all honesty, because not my family wasn't talking about things they were seeing. Um, or experiencing and nobody else was really and so I just felt like I had to be hush hush and I just asked I would just say in my head please just go away and leave me alone and um, after my near death experience I'm not saying like I'm summoning anyone who wants to come talk to me but anyone who's willing to help me for my highest good y'all can come on by and Man, it gives me goosebumps. Like, just inviting that in changed everything. Like, Mm. but that changed for me because I experienced near death. And, yeah. Why do you think your near-death experience caused that to change? Because I couldn't deny it. Like, I... But it just blew my mind. And, you know, like I said earlier, I didn't tell a whole lot of people about it, but I couldn't leave it alone. And I had to do my own exploration. And I just, it just made this drive in me to get this out there. You mentioned that you had PTSD. Was that because of the actual car accident or the experience? I got PTSD from being choked. Um, so the first one and yeah, I literally, I would just wake up with night terrors almost every single night and someone would be like, I can't remember anything specific except for somebody was coming after me and yeah, it was just rough waking up every morning from a night terror. I just felt exhausted all the time. So But I got EMDR therapy, and I highly suggest that to anybody who has experienced PTSD. I had other symptoms, but... And that's called EMDR therapy? Yep. What do you do in that therapy? For mine specifically, I was sitting sitting on the couch, and I was to talk about the full experience start to finish, like before and after. And... I could set like these electrical nodes and they would vibrate. They were like this tall or this big, sorry. And I would put them outside of my ankle 
the inside of my shoe. And those would hit like the hippocampus and the thalamus, I believe, are the two parts in the brain that have to do with emotions and memory. And so PTSD, you have a traumatic memory and you just feel like you don't have, like your circuits aren't meeting each other on the other side. And you start, so as these vibrations are happening, um, you know, for me and my ankles, I could feel myself wanting to like cry all of a sudden without having a reason to cry at that point. It just like hit that nerve that and that pressure point. And um, yeah, we would talk, like I would just say, I'm okay now. Like I'm safe now, essentially after I talked about the traumatic incident. And I just, I was able to really soak that in for myself, but only, I mean, I had done so much cognitive therapy and just adding this one element, I was able to like release it. It felt like I had 20 pounds come off of my chest and I, my therapist at the time said she had never seen any, <laughs> never seen anyone react the way that I did, but I just started laughing like uncontrollably for like 10 minutes like crying laughing <laughs> and she's like well good for you I'm glad you're having a good time getting that off of you and that they really that it's amazing I I just I remember what it felt like to, to feel the way that I did before that happened 180 just a 180 difference so that's fantastic for anyone what do you think inspires you about your experiences? How much they've helped. You know, I feel like, you know, I might not be seeing things 24-7, but when I see things or experience things, it's, it's to help out. You know, whether I know it right in that moment or a week or two later on, like, wow, I'm really glad I had that little insight. Or, you know, sometimes... It just feels like I get like a thought in my head and it just doesn't feel organic like my own do. And if I follow that little bit of advice, it's normally the best thing to do. There's been times where I'm on the road and like, oh, I should merge over. I should merge over to the right. I don't know why. It's just like a weird feeling all of a sudden I get. And then there's like a car accident that just almost happened because somebody's speeding by. And I just moved out in the nick of the time. And I, you know, it's just little things like that. Or maybe I'm like, I'm trying to find something. And I just feel like I'm, <laughs> like I'm getting help with it, you know? So whatever it may be, it may be super small like that. Or it might be really profound. Like, I don't know. I just, it just depends. I have felt, I have like seen Jesus while I was driving though at some point that was really amazing how did um, that happen i was i was listening to somebody's near-death experience in my car and i was just in a really i was just in a really emotional like kind of rut like i just didn't know what it was that was i didn't know what i was missing but i just felt like very negative and i just wasn't in a good place in my head and I'm listening to this chick on YouTube, and she's talking about when she died. She met this man on the other side, didn't know at first, but then it was Jesus. 
and they're talking and she's having this really great, she's explaining this wonderful experience she's having. And I'm just driving along. It's dark at night. And I'm thinking, God, I wish I could just talk to him. Like it would help. That's, that's all I need. <laughs> you know, big wish right there, you know, but as I'm driving, I literally like where I felt like I went on autopilot in a sense, like physically, but I saw Jesus's face and his arm pointing out at me, like where my steering wheel is. And he's pointing out and he reaches out and touches my heart. And I literally just felt like, like just shattering, like just this, this hardness. I just felt, I just didn't feel hard anymore. I felt soft again, if, if that makes sense. In an instant I did. And I just knew that that was so real. And then two days after that had happened, I'm talking to somebody else about what had happened. And I saw Jesus and she was like, Jesus touched your heart and uh, changed it from stone and turned it into flesh. And she, there's a Bible verse for it, but he did that to me in that moment. And like, I, that was about a year and a half ago, maybe more than that. Yeah. I haven't once gotten back to that state of mind either, you know, like that was just a funk season in life essentially. And yeah. I just, it brought me to where I needed to be because I didn't know how to get there at that point in time. After watching this podcast, people may want to contact you and ask you questions. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyone who would love to talk about it, it's my favorite thing to chat about. So, and I love hearing other people's stories too. I just think they're all amazing and wonderful in their own ways. How should they reach you? You can reach me. I'll do email right now. And yeah, we'll, we'll do that for now. But that's Suzanne Christensen at yahoo.com. So right. would you be able to put that in the links or should I spell it out? Uh, I'll put it in the description. Okay. All right. Awesome. Do you have anything you want to share with anybody like a website or a Facebook page? Um, let me see. We could do my YouTube page as well. I sure. don't have any videos up on it yet, but it's something I would love to be working on in the very near future. Um, I do want to get more public mm -hmm. and just kind of have on a more, get on a more broader base, like social medias. So right. definitely starting with YouTube. Send me the link to your YouTube channel, and then I'll put it in the note in the description. All right, I will do that. If anyone wants to be essentially a guinea pig for doing some remote handlings, I would love to do that as well, and they can contact me. All right, let me there see. As well, before I get um fully out there, I guess because I do I do want to start this as a business at some point, All but right. I would just love to do it just to do it. Let me uh, let you know about this. I Do you know what Discord is? I've heard you talk about it. Mm -hmm. So Discord is kind of like a private Facebook where you can post videos and you can video chat, audio chat. You can write jokes, memes, whatever. And I have three separate rooms. And one is a room for people who do services, kind of like what you do. 
And so um, what I do is for anybody who wants to practice and will do it for free, you just join Discord and then you put in there, hey, if you want a free remote healing, I want to work on my skills, let me know. And then um, people will say, yeah, I'd love to get one or whatever. So you may want to join that and then and that way you can connect with people. Yeah, if you could maybe send me that link, mm-hmm. I would love I would love to do that. Sure, so Absolutely. So all you have to do is go to discord.com and get like your own free profile and then um, you know, contact me and I'll send you the link and then you can join up. Okay. I mean you well, I mean awesome. you I mean you will already be joined, but you can get into my server. Okay. Awesome. I can't wait. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that opportunity. Yeah, that'll be great. Well, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message? I guess, you know, even just to be open, just to be open to things, you know, like turn off your judgment for just a moment, maybe. And whenever you find like you really could use it, (laughs) when you feel like maybe you're making things harder for yourself. And just kind of let life happen. Be like, let it happen to you. Be a part of that flow. So, because amazing things happen. When I let go of just trying to be in control of things, (laughs) and I just invited all that's good to happen, my life changed. And it continues to change in the most positive ways. Suzanne, thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest today. I really thank you appre- for having me. I appreciate you and I wish you the best. Awesome. <laughs> thank right. you so much.